is Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly wrestling podcast that's more color commentary than play-by-play. Each week, we dig into Raw, SmackDown, recent pay-per-views, and wrestling news, plus all the random stuff we can't wait to talk about with each other and you. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and on Twitter at WIFGirlsPod. With me forever and always is my co-host, Jazzy A., Abigail, and uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about some wrestling. Yeah, we are. How you, how you doing, Abigail? I mean, it was it was a great week in wrestling again, and uh, I'm just ready. I All am right. like the raw bot in the smack drone. I'm always hovering, waiting for wrestling action. Smack drone. <laughs> it's the smack drone. Uh, it's always good. All right, well, let's start with SmackDown, a.k.a. Fortnite. Fortnite. Uh, it's fight night, and we have Sheamus and Butch versus the Usos. I, well, when they introduced this, they were like, oh, P.S., Matt Riddle is out for six weeks. Well, that's where I put my note anyway. They announced that Matt Riddle's just out for six weeks. They didn't really say why. I couldn't really find anything online about it. I don't know what happened to him. So Matt Riddle is, where did I see this? I actually like credited oh. my source I probably I think I looked it up in immediately life. and didn't look it up since. So maybe there actually is information. I think, yeah, let me. Nice. I'm glad that I've you're got the I've got notes, journalist. but they're not organized. That's okay. So Matt Riddle per bodyslam.net. Wow. <laughs> I love the names of wrestling news websites. That They're all fire. completely Dot insane. Net. Yes. Yeah. Um, per bodyslam.net, Matt Riddle was written off for six weeks to attend rehab. He has apparently failed two drug tests. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough. Are they allowed? Can they have weed? Yeah, weed is okay. I mean, if they couldn't, I don't think Matt Riddle would have lasted six weeks total. I don't know if Randy the company. Orton would have either. Right. I feel like most people wouldn't. I, you Randy know, like feels like a total pothead to me. I don't know if he is, but he just seems like a dude who likes to be stoned. I just, I think, you know, it's people aren't sleeping on regular schedules and they're getting hurt all the time. Let them have their weed, man. Seriously, okay. But yeah, well, uh, Matt, we hope everything goes well for you. Yeah, I mean, we love you. We love your hot dog legs, bro. So get better. Get <laughs> Take better care and of those come hot back dog to legs. us. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Okay. Well, that's sad. Um, I also learned that it's Sammy who is the certified usologist. Ah, okay. That makes sense. I couldn't freaking remember who the certified usologist was, but it's Sammy, which makes a lot of sense. He did the work. So something occurred to me during this match. Mm. (laughs) It really made me laugh. So do you remember this cartoon character called Captain Caveman? I don't remember Captain Caveman. Okay, Captain Caveman's really endearing to me. He was like a Hanna-Barbera <laughs> cartoon character. And he was like, basically, he was like this very hairy, short little guy who always okay. carried like one of those like caveman clubs around. And he'd be like, Captain Caveman! And then he would kind of turn into like a superhero. For whatever reason... I've decided that Butch reminds me of Captain Caveman. 
Oh, that's interesting. I mean, he's not that hairy. But his hair kind of goes everywhere, and he started to look like he was just covered in hair. Now, Captain Caveman is, like, basically a furball. Okay, yeah. But it just, it really struck me. And, like, once I saw Captain Caveman, once I saw Butch's Captain Caveman, it was over for me. (laughs) He'll always be Captain Caveman. Did Did you look up Captain Caveman? I didn't. I should have. He's very cute. I can show you, kind of. He's me, adorable. Captain Caveman. He's just like Was a the furball. show Captain Caveman and Son? They had... S- oh, I don't know. I have seen Captain Caveman. He's very <laughs> endearing. He yeah. Is, but I don't know why, but Butch just kind of reminds me. I think I was, like, combining cartoon characters. So, like, Butch has mm. this, like, singlet that, like, if you one-armed it, could be, like, a cave person singlet. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Okay. Anyway, he's Captain Caveman <laughs> to me now. Just, <laughs> I love it. Just I absolutely love it. Um. So, yeah, that, those were the standouts for me <laughs> of the match, of the wrestling that happened. That's what stood out to me. So, I feel like my standouts are not a lot better um wade barrett referred to seamus as big shamo <laughs> and no I, never so again <laughs> never <Shamo>. again <laughs> it's not okay like just call him shazzer or something like do something like inherently english shazzer oh, it's like terrible shamo really awful i also you know one of seamus's signature moves is white noise right Yes. And I started wondering during the SmackDown, do you think Seamus chose that name because he is extremely, extremely white or because he's a big Don DeLillo fan? (laughs) He's just like, postmodern literature gets me, dude. White noise. Oh, my God. I feel like that book was fucking everywhere when we were in grad school. I couldn't escape white noise. I've never read it. I don't know if I should fucking white i enjoyed man. it a lot is it good okay it was good um they're making a movie which i don't understand how because it seems unfilmable to me with adam driver so oh you know it, it may or may not house. it's very exciting for me it may or may not be exciting for seamus depending on whether or not he's a delillo guy but yeah i wonder yeah i don't or maybe he thought it would like rattle your brain so that you'd hear wh- i don't know but i like the idea of him being like well no, i'm white <laughs> i mean i feel white noise. like i feel like you may be closer than i am on the genesis of white noise but i couldn't <laughs> stop thinking about it at I all i think that's i think that's brilliant <laughs> way to way to bring back a delillo callback you know i keep it classy i keep it real and i keep it jazzy so that's, that's what i do i feel like everyone we were in classes with was obsessed with that book that's like all i heard about for like semesters absolutely i also i wanted to ask you if this is something you've noticed have you noticed an uptick in references to main event jay uso lately i haven't but i i mean some what happens is sometimes when i'm watching wrestling it's like (laughs) like the the um the commentary just like doesn't seep into my brain like I don't hear it sometimes it's really weird I do that sometimes too it may be white noise (laughs) is there a conspiracy going on are they gonna try to get 
I don't know. I just noticed that like all of a sudden the last couple of times I've seen Jey Uso, I've noticed them calling him main event Jey Uso again, which Ooh. I mean, good for him. But like, what's going on there? What's what's going on? They're going to. I don't know. Like we said before, I feel like this happy go lucky bloodline is not going to last long. And what is it next? Is it this coming Friday that? Um, yes. The big dog is back. Roman is coming back. Daddy is coming home, America. So I feel like some shit's going to hit the fan one way or another. So, okay, when Jay was giving Sammy what I consider to be the best advice he's ever received. Ooh. And was like, you oh. need to groom. <laughs> I you need to trim your beard. It's like, you need to cut your hair. You and Jay are on the same page. Jay and I are like so in sync. Um, Main event, so- Jazzy A. Main event Jazzy A was like, <laughs> main event Jazzy J really has it going on here. He knows what's up. But like also, okay, so first I was just excited because, yes, I want to see Sammy groomed. But <laughs> then I was like, oh, no, like, what if Jay is setting him up for this disappointment and betrayal? Like, like <gasps> a mean jock, like convincing a nerdy girl that he wants to go to prom with her in an 80s movie, right? Like, oh yeah, gosh. put on your best suit, get your hair cut, trim your beard, because it's going to be a big week for you and the tribal chief, Sammy. Oh, my God. That would be so, that would be the meanest thing ever. That might right? make me not like Jay anymore, and I don't want to not like Jay. <laughs> what if the only reason Jay has been so happy... It's because he's been <laughs> anticipating this betrayal. Like you savor Thanksgiving dinner all year long. <laughs> oh my God. That would be so sad. Right? And then I was like, well, what if, what if it's not Jay who's betraying him? Like, what if Jay is like, yeah, you got to make this good impression. But Roman knows that he's just going to like kick him to the curb and everyone else is going to be like, why though, Roman? Why? <laughs> it can't so I'm very nervous. Longer. I'm nervous yeah. for Sammy. I feel like that nervousness is justified. Right. I don't trust anybody. No. And I really want to, but I can't. No. No. Ugh. Well, Usos ended up retaining their championship, which I don't think was a surprise (laughs) to anybody. I didn't expect (laughs) this to go that way. It was still, like, a good match, and I think they made it, like, suspenseful. But, I mean, come on. That's. I felt like they did the best they could with a situation where like I knew what was going to happen but it still felt like yeah there are high stakes like there was a neck breaker from Jay to Butch or Captain Caveman that was just like vicious (laughs) like he was sick of Captain Caveman shit and he wasn't going to take it anymore so like there were some really great moments in this match outside of you know commentary and other things but yeah yeah, the, the suspense was low it was but I still enjoyed it so good job I did too. I also, I I feel like the Usos have a couple moves that are very like high effort, low payoff. Like, do you remember the people's elbow? Have we talked about this? Uh, We haven't talked about it. I kind of remember it. I never watched the rock wrestle though. Okay. So when the rock would do the people's elbow, he would like take off his elbow pad and he would build up all this momentum going from side of the ring to side of the ring. And then he'd just stop over the dude laying in the ring (laughs) And drop an elbow on him. So it's just an elbow drop. Right. And it's like when John Cena does that thing where he similarly kind of like runs the rope and then just like punches the guy. <laughs> and it's like that was so much effort for so little payoff. 
And like the Usos have a few things they do like that. And it really brought to mind like when the Bellas used to do, the Bella twins would do twin magic. And they would work really hard to like have one of them under the ring and the other one in the ring. And then they'd switch. Oh. And I was like, this is a lot of work for very little payoff. I don't think I ever saw them do that. It was very early days, Bellas. Because okay. I think it was like only Nikki existed in everyone's consciousness and Brie was the secret weapon hiding under the ring. Oh. That kind of like been Usos, fun. you are you're both really great, but I need you to like cool it with a high effort low payoff. Start doing some twin magic. <laughs> Do the twin magic. Was the one that John Cena does that was was that the you can't see me? Yes, it's when you can't see him and then Is that the attitude adjustment? It could be. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming back. He's gonna be back on the thirtieth. No. John Chena back in back in black. I mean, like, I feel like I'm ready to see John Chena again. I like John yeah. Chena. That'll be fun to talk about, I think. Also, I just want I, to be clear. We we both know that his name is pronounced Cena. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the John Chena thing comes from, um, oh, God, why can't I remember Santino, right? Santino, thank you. Yeah. Yes, because he would always call him John Chena. John Chena. And yep. it's stuck. <laughs> it's stuck big time in this friendship. <laughs> and so has WrestleMania. That's, That's never true. gone away. Uh, anything else you want to say about this here matchup? No, no. I am ready to move on. You're ready to move on. I'm ready to move on. Okay, so next up, we got a sneak peek at the ongoing Kurt Angle birthday bash. What a time. What a time to be alive. <laughs> it was very strange. So one of the things that struck me is that we have like a doorman at this weird like child style <laughs> birthday party for a grown ass man in his 50s. Yeah. I it was weird. It was so like weird. it's backstage. I don't know. I <laughs> the whole thing was very strange to me and it felt really awkward. And then they had that guy there. Uh <laughs> Who used to tag with Chad Gable, like when they first were in NXT and came Jason out of NXT. Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan. I thought that was his name. And then they had that whole storyline where Jason Jordan was his son. <laughs> yes. Who we apparently. i happy to see Jason Jordan again. I wonder where he's been. Yeah, I don't know what his deal is. And I, I think it's weird that Kurt only sees his adult son at WWE events, even though he doesn't work there anymore. It's a little, it's a little strange. And like, who is Gabe Stevenson, this Olympics man to him? Like, what is, is he like, does he have another son that we don't know about? Wait, is that, oh no. Who's No, Gabe two Stevenson? different people. So the dude that he was dragging around with him all night and who went out for the, I'm not spoiling anything oh, here, yeah, the milk yeah, truck extravaganza. Guy. Yeah. So he's got like Gabe Stevenson, who seems like a protege son. And then he's got <laughs> Jason Jordan, his like real son, I guess. His throwaway son. His quote-unquote real throwaway. That's how you can tell he's the real son, because they have all the, like, father-son issues. Yes. And the then I guess, like, Chad Gable, his, like, rejected protege son. Just a lot. <laughs> Just a lot of son and birthday issues. <laughs> they forced a lot of paternity onto Kurt Angle. Does Kurt Angle have actual children? <laughs> Yeah, I think he does. His um, own children who are probably like, what's happening, Dad? He does have some kids, but I don't know how many because 
Okay, he used to be married to this woman whose name was at the time Karen Angle. Uh-huh. And then they got divorced, and she's married to Jeff Jarrett now. I don't know if you remember Jeff Jarrett. The name is familiar, but it makes me think of car racing, and I know that's <laughs> I mean, it's a wrestler, when I look right? at Jeff Jarrett, I think of car racing. But yeah, he's a wrestler. Um, He had this gimmick where he had a guitar, and he would like hit people with it. I mean, he still has it. He still does it. Oh, wow. Okay. So anyway, I know Kurt did have at least one child with Karen when they were married. So Okay. Do you think they called her Kangle? I really hope they called her Kangle. Maybe they could have started a business. It was Kangle and Kangle. Like, that would be a law firm. <laughs> attorneys at law i really like that so this was... the end of the night to fast forward right unless yes. there was something in between so to fast forward to the end we'll just cover kurt angle in a in one swift blow that feels um, fair <laughs> we had chad gable and otis in the ring and kurt and... angle and his new friend come out yes gabe stevenson new olympic friend <laughs> and chad gable's just like being a total dick about kurt angle calling him a loser and Shit talking the three eyes. We do not shit talk intensity, intelligence, and integrity. It's not acceptable, Chad. It's inacceptable. <laughs> it's inexcusable. <laughs> you came up with a real word. Okay. Um, and so the milk truck comes out and hoses Otis down. Yes. I so feel unpleasant. Like that looked really painful. <laughs> Like getting hit. I mean, that was a pretty intense stream of liquid. And yes. like Otis was taking it in the face. To be that fair, though, awful. Otis did threaten to eat his birthday cake. So <laughs> I know. Um, I also looked cake. it up because, you know, I remembered the OG milk truck incident when Kurt Angle hosed down Stone Cold Steve Austin with a milk oh, truck. Oh, okay. I figured it was connected to something. That happened in 2001. Wow. 21 years ago. Uh, so you were watching wrestling then? So I don't, I didn't think I watched it that early, but I remember watching this. Okay. And I wonder if it just happened like before I was watching weekly. So you weren't like watching it on a clip show or something? No, I know. I saw it when it happened. I remember it. That's funny. I just like. God, that is forever ago. Jeez. That segment is old enough to buy cigarettes and enlist mm -hmm. in the military. It's old enough to drink and vote. Yep. Yep. Damn. Yep. Yeah, old enough to have to pay child support. Yes. Alimony. Make all kinds of bad decisions. Old enough to read White Noise by Don DeLillo. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so that was an utter chaos, and it was kind of fun. It was fun and madness. Yeah. The fallout from some of that shows up on Raw, where they're nonstop talking about Otis smelling like rotten milk, which really, <laughs> really grossed me out after a while, and I felt really bad for Otis. Yeah. Not that he actually smelled like rotten milk, but just like that there was this running commentary about Otis being smelly. I didn't like that. But. No, I think Otis deserves better. I kind of love Otis. I know. Seems like it'd be we, fun to hang out with. Well, one thing I just forgot to mention and I just remembered is Otis's tie. Did you notice his tie? Oh, you know, I remember Chad Gable saying how hard it was to find a tie for Otis. I think it was just like stuck to him. 
its neck like stick on because he just like pulled it right off like it was like a clip on but it wasn't actually clipped to anything so i think they had just like you know kind of stuck it to his neck oh like with some spirit gum or something like a it, was it was amazing it was amazing Bless everything him. otis does is pretty fantastic i'm not gonna i know so that was the birthday extravaganza happy birthday kurt they still chanted the you suck when he came out yeah which, i feel like is there a time when we can agree that he's an old man and we shouldn't chant you suck anymore that's the thing it was like i i i was wondering if they were going to do it like are they going to do it because that's what they've always done and isn't that funny and he'll be into it or are they gonna like not do it to be nice but then it, se- it would seem weird that they didn't right and he does like it so mm. he yeah he seems to have embraced it it's like with john Chena mm-hmm. when everybody sings <laughs> john cena sucks yes <laughs> and he's kind of has embraced it so yeah. I mean, what else can you do you gotta roll with the punches in this life you can't send out cease and desist letters to everybody but maybe you should <laughs> you, you could write shouldn't. your letter to dad I am much more likely to receive a cease and desist letter from dad uh, should he ever become aware of this podcast. <laughs> God, that'd be amazing. Right. <laughs> I just imagine him like sitting there very with like a devastated look on his face and Stephanie's like, what's wrong? And he's like, I'm not old enough to be that woman's father. Because, I mean, spoilers, he absolutely is not. <laughs> How old is he? Uh, he's in his early 50s, I think. Yeah, that'd be pretty rough. That'd be pretty youngster. <laughs> Early mistakes. <laughs> um, our goal is not to get a lot of listeners. Our goal is to get a season to this letter from Triple H. Once yeah, we get I mean, that, that will be the end of the podcast. I am comfortable shutting it down. Uh, like Roman Reigns, I'm out here like, acknowledge me, Triple H. <laughs> acknowledge my podcast. You need a Sami Zayn. Am I your Sami Zayn? I can jump around and be the puppy. Yeah, you're my ageologist. Amazing. <laughs> so after the birthday bash, LA Knight cut a promo. He sure did. And uh, he wanted to talk to you. <laughs> he always wants to talk to me, and I am always, like, modestly interested in hearing what he has to say. But, you know, I was interested. He's so aggressive about it. Let me talk to you. It's like, like I don't want buddy, you to. <laughs> buddy, you're the only person on camera. It's like... You have a captive audience right now. It's okay. It's like, this is your time. It's your time to share whatever you want. It's fine. Um, Basically, what I got from this, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, Mm -hmm. he leaves and he heads off to be murdered by Uncle Howdy. Yes. (laughs) That's what I figured. He just, like, bitches about Bray. We see the moth cut thing. Howdy does some chit-chatting. And then Ellie Knight's like, I'm going to go get him. Very brave on his part, I think. I don't think I would run. Like, I... (laughs) So, like, when he was showing, like, the close-up pictures of, like, the creepy mask in the darkness, (laughs) I was genuinely unsettled by that. Like, the creepy face in the darkness pulls a lot of exorcism vibes. Yeah. Or, sorry, the exorcist vibes to me. Like, those creepy demon faces. Mm -hmm. I was unsettled. So, good job, WWE. It was like... It was like when you watch a paranormal investigation show 
or a found footage horror movie and you'll see like the not great grainy footage of the scary thing and then if it's a paranormal investigation show they're like draw a big circle around it to make sure that you saw i was like oh my goodness (laughs) we are watching paranormal investigators right now i know it really felt like and i'm into it and then later we see la Knight backstage and he like wanders into the staff room (laughs) Which is where you go when you're hunting ghosts. Duh. Which looks like a locker room. And Odd, there's a shirt it? hanging there that he looked like he was just going to pee on. <laughs> well, he's marking his territory. I don't understand what was happening there. but So he's probably dead. That's my guess. I think he's probably dead. This part felt like a like direct-to-DVD horror movie to me when he starts digging around the staff room peeing on shirts. I just like... <laughs> I was like, you know, he's going to, all the lights are going to go out and then we're going to see him with like really cheap looking fake blood splashed all over him. And he's going to be, you know, heaped under another pile of trash per his kink that he has decided to claim. It's like, it's like in the scary movies, like when they go off to have sex and they get murdered. Well, they can't show that on WWE, but they can show a man going around looking like he's going to pee on some shirts in the staff room before he gets murdered. We just, we work with what the censors will let us do, you know? We do our <laughs> best. True. I also, um, I don't, I don't want to slut shame LA Knight, but I do want to raise this issue. Good Lord, his pants are tight. They were, I'm worried they about his sperm so count. tight. Like, dude, is it comfortable in there? Because it doesn't look comfortable. Like, I remember back in the day, I mean... I grew up in the 80s. Yes. And early 90s, you know, when tight pants were like reigning supreme just before grunge hit and then every be- everything became super baggy, which was yes. like amazing. But I remember people like getting into their pants and lying down on the bed <laughs> to zip them up, like using usually pliers or mm-hmm. something like that. I'm like, that's what he must have done. Or they're painted on. I don't understand. I think he soaked them in the bathtub. What does that do? It just loosens them. It makes them easier to get on. But then they're they're wet, wet, right? Well, you got to let them dry. I mean, if you're committed to fashion, it's not a big deal. Okay, so you (laughs) soak them and then you let them dry? Like air dry? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you could speed it up with like a hair dryer or something, but... I didn't know that was a thing. You can get them wet, yeah. Oh my God, wet jeans are the worst. I just feel like that whole situation is bad. Mm -hmm. His little LA night vest... I meant to look that up. Like, can you buy that on WWE? Oh my shop? gosh, I hope so. I'm going to look it up right now. Yes, look it up, please. I meant to look this up. Like, can you buy that belt? Because it feels like you could buy that belt. I mean, why not, right? Why not? Yeah. Okay, let's look up LA Knight. Let's see. No, all he has <sighs> is a just a regular old t shirt that can be peed on in a staff room if you prefer. <laughs> it's on like clearance oh it's just reduced so you know oh. definitely for peeing on you wouldn't have to pay a bunch <laughs> <laughs> so do, that was la night i do think he made oh, a go good ahead. point though when he was talking about bray like you know bray has kind of been dishing a lot of dirt on this situation talking a lot of shit but he certainly mm-hmm. hasn't done much you know for fuck's sake, LA Knight was all of us in that moment. Right? Like, he was like, Bray, you come out here every week and you deliver a dissertation, TED Talk, whatever, on your feelings. Like, <laughs> let me talk to you about not talking so much. 
You talk too much, so let me talk to you. Yes, it's time for me to talk. <laughs> I, yeah, Ellie Knight is fed up with the not talking, although we're yeah. not under risk of being attacked by Uncle Howdy, as far as I know. Let's hope. If you see him behind me, let me know. I, I really wanted to, like, you know, like, oh, no, oh, no, but I couldn't. I'm not a good actor, so I couldn't make it convincing. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your spirit. Thank you. Anything else you want to say about Ellie Knight? No, I am I am ready for him to stop talking at me. Well, he might be dead, so you might have right. your wish. It may be the very <laughs> last time. <laughs> R.I.P. L.A. Night. <sighs> so jumping ahead a little bit, we both wanted to cover Legado del Fantasma. Yes. And Cruz del Toro mm-hmm. and Joaquin Wilde versus the Viking Raiders. Yes. Um... Michael Cole said at one point, the return of the Viking Raiders has put the whole tag team division on notice. Mm. And all I said was, has it? Has it? (laughs) Is everyone on notice? I don't. I mean. I feel like if you're going to make a claim like that, there need to be like (laughs) promos. There need to be like a lot more attention on Viking Raiders than just like a couple of random matches. Yeah, it feels like. Okay, it feels like the Viking Raiders, because of their like powerful big guy presence but also surprisingly athletic moveset could definitely put the tag team division on notice but it feels like all they're doing now is fucking around with hit row yeah which like okay <laughs> and but hit all row right. also has their own big dude like it's not like no i don't know i don't think the viking raiders have anything special i feel like traveling with all that gear has got to be the biggest pain in the ass like that fucking like deer head thing that yeah. w- that Valhalla wears. I think she goes by Valhalla. Yeah, which I hate. I really, really Valhalla? hate. Valhalla. Yeah, whatever she calls herself. Anyway, I, I don't, don't know, know how you get that thing on an airplane. <laughs> like when she I know. Ducks, I'm like, what do you do? How, Maybe she takes girl? it off. Does she take it off? No, I think I've seen her just get in with it. Oh my god, her balance is supreme. I wonder if she's just a really big fan of. Um, that TV show that <laughs> at the moment I'm sorry of uh, Hannibal. Oh the, yeah, the weird antler fever dream. She's into a uh, murder stag Hannibal. Yeah, she's like secretly cosplaying, and it's good. It's good. Only the people who really like Hannibal. <laughs> I mean, what if she's just like a really big Kid Cuerno fan, and she actually wore that out there, hoping that Santos Aww. Escobar would notice her. That's nice. That's a nice spin. I like that. Yeah. I um I feel like her longer dress is so much better than the short one, which looked like a cheap party city Viking costume. Longer dress is a big longer dress. But her outfit I, w- like I think she's done a really good job with the aesthetic. I think they all have. Mm-hmm. I just really stress out about her outfit sometimes because I really thought that at one point her top was going to be like non-existent when she got thrown over the side pant thing. Like we never saw her again. And I was like, oh, no, I think she Get thought it too, because she kind of like fall apart. Across, like, oops. Yeah, I was really worried. <laughs> I was like, it's not going to be stable. I was like, girl, you look incredible, like absolutely incredible. But I don't know if they're going to stay in. <laughs> I know. And I mean. If you're fine with that, fine. But I, mm-hmm. I have a feeling 
the WWE universe would lose their damn minds. And I don't know if you want to be in that crowd with with your boobs out. No, it'd be a lot. <laughs> um, Hit Row crashed the party. They sure did. Hit Row. I was just like, I actually want to see the Viking Raiders fight Legato del Fantasma. So like, yeah. please go away. And I never want to see Hit Row. I'm never interested in seeing them. I feel bad for them because I I feel like they're just kind of like they don't really know what to do with them much. Yeah, yeah. And they're just like there. And I, I can't remember their names because I'm a terrible person. But like they're a cool lady wrestler. Like she never gets to wrestle like ever. I her feel name, like I never see her wrestling anybody. Her name is B-Fab. B-Fab. Thank you. B-Fab. So it's just like she's just kind of there for decoration most of the time. Yeah. She's like, beautiful. Can we let B-Fab do some do things? Because she's yeah. fab. Supposedly she's fab, yeah. I mean, I feel I like know. I feel like they're just they're always floating around. Um and mm-hmm. when I do like I have seen them wrestle a few times and I wasn't particularly impressed. I think Top Dalla in a special is awful. <laughs> I, I I just he dropped his chair during this match and I was like, it wasn't a match, he was just interfering, but I was like, dude, get out of here. Just get out of here. I missed that. Dropped his chair. Nobody. <laughs> you miss 100% of the shots you drop the chair on. So, I did like when B-Fab came out and just set up a chair and sat there <laughs> to taunt them. And then the two dudes are like, come on, I'll kick your ass. <laughs> like, this is uncomfortable to watch. It's like, yeah, I have to be honest. Like, well, I do like the Viking Raiders and want to see them wrestle. I do not want to see them try to fight B-Fab because, I mean, it just seems unfair. They're much larger. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They give they give off weird vibes, so <laughs> I just worry for BFAB's safety. I hope she's okay. That's all I really had about this match, though. Yeah, it it just wasn't exciting to me because it got off to a promising start, and then it was like, as with so many good things in life, Hit Row interrupted it. So, yeah. I think it seems like... It seems like half the time they know what to do with Legado del Fantasma. Like, they know what to do with Santos Escobar. Yeah. But they don't really know what to do with the rest of the faction. That's and then you have Hit Row, which they don't really know what to do with. It's like, the, I feel like the tag teams in SmackDown have less going on than the tag teams in Raw. No, I think that's fair. And I think that, you know, these tag teams are kind of cursed with these weird sort of Baroque gimmicks. Like... The Viking Raiders are Vikings with a woman who calls herself Valhalla. That's a lot. And mm-hmm. Hit Row are like all recording artists. But instead of working on their EP, they're trying to become tag team champions or something. <laughs> they're raising money to make the EP. <laughs> they're, maybe they're it's like expensive. They're big believers in raising awareness. But, like, absolutely no plan for why or how. They're just raising awareness. Yeah. I don't know. Everybody's a little underdeveloped and misdirected, it seems. And I, I feel like, what, what is the story surrounding Legato del Fantasma? Like, what is their deal? Yeah, that we don't ever learn that. Like, and I, at least twice now, two or three times... Zelina has been on commentary yeah. where they could have asked her questions like this and it would have been really interesting to hear her answer them. 
It's she's like, their manager. Like, <laughs> what sort of organization is this? Because I think you guys may be doing something racist where you want to imply they're like a drug cartel. Oh, no. And I, I don't I love so. it. And maybe I'm just like wrong and I'd love to be wrong. But then like, what is the Escobar? Yeah, that that one hangs me up. Yep. Like, what are we what are They're we like, doing? What what Hispanic names do we know that we can assign these poor people? Like, well, let's call them Escobar and Toro. I'm yeah. just like, okay, guys, w- there are a plethora of wonderful Latin Latino and Latina names. Let's you know, mm-hmm. like Zelina Vega. That's pretty cool. It's pretty great. It has a really nice ring to it. Yeah, Santos Escobar. I just like, I mean, you literally were like a drug guy and a famous luchador who was in some movies. I don't, the effort was like zero. Yeah. I don't know. So I'm just, I'm very curious. I'd like to hear them explain in 50 words or less, like what the purpose of their organization is. Like what's their mission statement? What are their goals? Ask dad. I will. Dear dad, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Can you just give us some insight, buddy? At the same time, hey, I feel like bro. there's sorry. I feel like their <laughs> aesthetics are unparalleled, and their entrance music is great. I mean, they're just like glorious and beautiful, yes. and just like so lush and like grand. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, are you this like old wrestling like dynasty? Like, because I remember when they first kind of came out, it was like they want everybody to know. Like Lucha Libre is like the best thing that you know, Mexico Maybe that's has it. this rich history. Maybe that's it, but it's like that just disappeared. Like they haven't mentioned it really since. I, I think there's just too many high concept tag teams in the mix. Yeah. Somebody has to be like Steve and Ted who just come here to wrestle. <laughs> yeah, like Chad Notice. Yeah. Yeah. Just here to wrestle. <laughs> Shoosh. Um, well, shall we move onward and upward? Yes, we absolutely shall. So we see Ricochet and Gunta at their contract signing. So I love so much. I don't know the ring announcer's name. She's... I don't either. Amazing, though. She's so into it. She's so theatrical and dramatic. And, like, I love when she announces, like, Gunter's name. Like, it's so much fun. I love her. She's terrific. She's great. Also, New Day interrupts the scene. They sure did. Which is always exciting. I like I was New Day so interrupts happy. anything. So happy to see them. Uh, from that interruption, we had such gems as Imperiuk returned, which made me really happy. <laughs> always And beautiful. resting Gunter face. <laughs> the best. And uh, who could forget problems with performing? I mean, so there's a moment. Oh, sorry. Don't, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I mean, I would make my resting Gunter face if I was having problems with performing. I get it. Yeah. It's very flat. Mm-hmm. So there's a moment where, I mean, Gunter has that speech. Yes. About how amazing they are. And then I think. I don't know if when he I don't remember if he said it during the speech or whatever, but at one point he says, you know, we are professional wrestlers. We are not performers, which I really liked because, you know, for a long time saying wrestler was like forbidden. 
Right, it was a dirty word. Or verboten, to use oh. the proper language. Um, but there was like a hot second where I thought he was going to say like, we are professional wrestlers. We are not sports entertainers. <laughs> I did too. I did too. And I was like, really? oh my gosh, Vince is going to shit his pants. <laughs> been amazing calling him out but they Let's didn't just say it my dudes but it was still but great. they didn't and then like classic every classic uh contract signing ever things get heated and a match breaks out i feel like if you looked into like an ancient book of witchcraft you would see that the summoning spell for a six-man tag team is a contract <laughs> signing that's just you light some sage and you make a blood sacrifice and then you sign a contract and poof, six man tag team. I like that they weren't even trying to pretend that it was going to remain civil. They're like, well, no. we should just move all these things because this is going to happen. So, and everybody I did like knows when, it. I liked when they tossed all the crap out of the ring. Yes, I always like worry hardcore. that it's going to hit somebody when they do that. Me too. <laughs> Someone's just going to get nailed in the head <laughs> with like whatever they had on the table. So Ricochet and New Day won that match. They did. Which was nice. Makes me worry because, you know, Ricochet has some momentum. And, you know, momentum know. is the enemy of success. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, uh, I am feel like I'm going to be a little bit heartbroken by that match. So yeah. I guess I'll be ready for it. I want, I mean, I always want the best for Ricochet. Like, I like Gunther and I have no problem with him holding the belt. But... Ricochet is just like, uh, he's one of my top faves, and I, I want to see him. Well, and also, he's just, like, so wholesome. So you're just, yeah. like, obvious. Like, he's the faciest face right now, it feels like. And mm -hmm. so, like, he's just like, you got you got to have Ricochet win. He's the he's the good guy. <laughs> it's like having Captain America lose in a fight with a Nazi. Like, Captain America <sighs> has to win. Yeah. Not that poor Gunther is a Nazi, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it's that level of purity, like Captain well, America. Well, the way Wade Barrett tells it. Well, that's true. Right. I mean, who knows what Wade Barrett thinks about this situation? <laughs> there was this um, moment in this match, too, where like Ricochet kind of like dropped down under Gunther's kick and then like kind of oh. just like kipped up from the flat of his back. And I was like, oh, yeah. my goodness. What the heck? He's crazy. Like, what can't he do? What can he do? Maybe beat Gunther. <laughs> <laughs> that may be it. That may be the thing he can't do. But I am <laughs> pulling for assistance. him. I believe in I him. I am too. I feel like... So, I mean... Was it Kofi who recently wrestled Gunther? Yes. Yes. Gunther! And he lost. <laughs> he did. Which doesn't bode well, I think, for Ricochet. Not that they're like the same wrestler, but I just feel like they're kind of the same size. They're kind of the same springiness. It just scares me that they're not going to let him win. Well, it could go either way, right? Like we're showing that, you know, it takes a monster of a man. I'm not trying to summon Braun Strowman here to defeat Gunther. Or mm -hmm. it could be like, you know... We showed that Kofi couldn't get it done, but Ricochet is even greater. He's even more powerful, and, you know, he's certainly the purest of heart. Like, I'm sure he has never had a sip of alcohol. He has never said a swear. No. Helps with the ladies across the street. 
so probably New Day is going to be there to support during the match, right? To make sure that the yeah. Imperial guys don't I bet. get any ideas. All right. I bet. It seems likely. You want to move on? No, I want to talk about Ricochet forever because I love him. But yeah, we should probably move on. Well, I wanted to mention briefly before we jump ahead, I saw, I finally saw like a really brief promo of the Iron Survivor Challenge that you were talking about last yes! week. Yes! So I didn't really see him giving the explanation, but I, I thought they put a graphic a up on the screen. And it looks insanely complicated, <laughs> like you said. Like, like there's about 150 moving parts in this match. And I'm just like, I kind of want to watch it, but I know I absolutely will have no idea what's happening. So I just... It's like, guys, I like a concept match as much as anybody else. But if the wrestlers have to, like, work collaboratively to dig a hole and then you take away one of the shovels or, like, two of the shovels so everyone is beaten to death except a couple people. And then those people have to scale a mountain. And then at the top of the mountain, they have to work together once again to achieve a goal. And then those that are remaining fight in, like, a 90-minute Iron Man match. Like, that's too many rules. It's too many stipulations. <laughs> it's so many rules. Like, it's like a combination of, like, three different types of matches or something. Yes. It's like, okay, guys. I don't know what you're trying to do. Like, is NXT low in the ratings or something? It seems like a lot. What if there's, like, a low-key rivalry between Dad and HBK? And HBK is like, yeah, I guess Survivor Series War Games was pretty cool, but if you heard about this match, <laughs> and Dad's like, no, nobody's heard about that match. That's everybody has to wear cowboy hats. <laughs> <laughs> There's a line dancing portion. It's pretty great. It's gonna be Cotton Eye Joe. You know how hard that is. <laughs> it's a no holds barred boot scooting boogie match. On NXT Deadline only. I would watch the shit. <laughs> so would I. A <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Get down, turn around. <laughs> it is the boot scooting boogie. Yes, that would be incredible. Um, I don't know why I know so many. I know why I know so many words to that song. I grew up in a rural area. Yeah, like eighties and nineties country was the bomb. <laughs> That's why. Um, so, uh, moving on, there's a moment backstage where Rey Mysterio is trying to enjoy his life, and he's getting some PT or something. Yes. And Karrion Cross and Scarlet come to have a little heart-to-heart -heart with him, wherein we learn that Scarlet <laughs> <laughs> is actually a Romanian farm girl with a sad yes. dead horse. <laughs> I mean, it's an extremely goth backstory, so it makes 100% sense that she has a sad, dead Romanian horse story. <laughs> like, I like they made it sound so dire that she must have, like, cut the horse open and had to hide inside of it for warmth, a la <laughs> Han Solo and Luke Skywalker in The Empire Strikes Back. <sighs> I mean... I didn't realize how much Scarlett has suffered as a child, and now I just hope that all of her spiky PVC gloves and her crazy dominatrix outfits bring her the peace and healing that she so richly deserves. What if they're all made out of that sad dead horse <laughs> that she had to honor him? <laughs> this is another throwback to NBC Hannibal. She is going to honor every part of that horse. Oh my God. Last week was Twilight. This week is Hannibal. Welcome we to make wrestling. Everything is for girls. relevant. 
It's a podcast. <laughs> 2008. It's a podcast where we choose other pop culture things and just talk about them under the guise of talking about wrestling. <laughs> it works for me. Uh, so this is a continuation of what we saw with the whole sweet tarot deck situation. Yes. I'm still hoping WWE Shop comes through and sells those tarot cards. Well, I mean, clearly my letter from last week has gone unanswered because nothing yet. Well, I'm searching again. Okay, still no tarot cards. So bummer. Thanks for nothing, Dad. What? So uh, I guess they're just like trying to take Ray's title, right? That's what we're going for here. Yeah, I guess you know they need a target. First, I thought they came to proposition him for a three-way. I'm going to be real honest because it had a real skeezy energy, like everything they do does. <laughs> it's because they're so oiled. And like I don't, that coat that Carrion was wearing was a whole look. I think he borrowed it from Valhalla. I missed it. It had some like fake fur nonsense about the top. Oh my god! It was of course it a did. lot. Well, he his name is Carrion. He probably fashioned it from some roadkill. Killed it himself. That's that's the real uh, stinger on this story is that he's actually the one who killed Scarlet's horse. That's how they fell in love. It's very dark. Very dark. He has taught her to honor every part of the <laughs> And they will eventually honor every part of Rey Mysterio. Poor oh, Rey. God. He's been through a lot. He really has. He's he's had quite a 2022. <laughs> Seriously, like just leave Rey Mysterio alone. Like his Spotify wrapped is just sad songs. Just coping mechanism songs. It's all 90s country. Yes! <laughs> it's like, just let me boot scoop boogie on my own, you guys. <laughs> I mean, he's got the little wrestling boot, or the little boot now for his, whatever happened to him. I don't remember his ankle or something. Yeah, he's Did he have that scoop. boot because of what Dominic did to him? Or was I the boot so. already there? You know, I don't remember anymore. I think I've just been thinking of it as a Dominic-inflicted wound. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. Well. So we'll. I'm sure more will develop from that, but. Mm -hmm. R.I.P. Scarlet's sad dead horse. <laughs> Very sad. Uh, so before we leave SmackDown behind, there was one more highlight that I know you were particularly into. Yeah. And it was yet another Lacey Evans video package. I mean, I am just loving her journey from like pinup girl who we knew was in the military to military girl who used to be a pinup girl what a journey <laughs> what a story i think she's going to be in the marine part 12 oh okay like i take back everything i said i would actually love to see lazy evans in the next marine movie that that'd be great do we think she can act what do you think no one who has starred in a marine movie has been able to act so i don't see why we should hold her to a different standard than her male colleagues isn't The Miz in one of them? Yeah. Have you seen it? Yes. Don't remember really anything bad? about it. Okay. I want to say that, like, John Cena was the first, and then I think Ted DiBiase right. Jr. was in a Marine movie, and then The Miz. Was Randy ever in a Marine movie? Randy was in the sequel to 12 Rounds. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Which was and a kickboxing movie, right? No. No. 12 Rounds is a very high-concept John Cena movie in which he plays a cop who has oh. like brought down some kind of criminal and the criminal either orchestrates or gets out of jail and does it. I don't remember, but John Cena has to go through all these weird, like, like 
kind of like the Saw movies, like these tests, but they're not violent and gory. They're just like situations he has to get out of so that he can save his abducted wife. Oh, wow. Okay. And then Randy Orton's the next one, and I don't remember anything about the plot. And then John Moxley is in the third one, and it's like his partner betrays him. And he has to go through, like, this office building. Like, I think it's a police precinct and, like, try to get out alive. I've got to see that. He looks great. He acts real bad. He must have hated every second of it. (laughs) You could tell he wasn't into it. It He doesn't seem like he'd be like, all right, this sounds good. Let's do it. (laughs) It's so bad. Oh, my God. Maybe uh, someday we'll do a very special episode where we watch 13 rounds. I mean, if we ever get important enough that people want to Patreon us, we could, you know, those could be bonus episodes where we just watch bad WWE movies. You know, we're only as important as we believe we are, so. Well, in that case, Mm. they're clamoring. But uh, my girl Lacey Evans also posted something today on Instagram that I thought was fascinating. Okay. So she posts two photos of herself on Instagram and... One is her wearing this sort of like duster that kind of looks like half blazer and half bathrobe and some leather shorts. And she's like holding a stainless steel tumbler. Oh, my God. Okay. And then the second one is her in like high-waisted camo pants and a crop top. And she's just holding a big ass gun. And the caption for the post is get a girl who can do both. Oh, I just looked it up. Like, like, get a girl who can hold large and small items. Get a girl who can wear ugly outfits for day and evening. Get a girl who loves cozy nights in and militia meetings in the afternoons. Like, what? The kind like, of insane thing is that if you look at her face in both pictures, it doesn't look like the same person. No, it doesn't at all. She's, like, really malleable. It's weird. Also, is she wearing a crop top with the big gun? Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like that's a very... I feel like you want to protect your midsection when you're going into battle. It's not very tactical, but this is also a woman who crawls through the mud in basic training wearing, like, heavy eye makeup. So she's an enigma. She does what she wants. She does. She's redefining what it means to be a military person. It's very glamorous. Very glamorous. It's (laughs) far more glamour than I'm prepared to handle. Absolutely. That was crazy. You follow her on Instagram? I don't, but oh, this is terrible. I dislike her a lot, so I check up on her every <laughs> once in a while. It's like outrage surfing. Like I, yeah. I want to be made angry by whatever Lacey Evans is doing. And you know, to be fair, Lacey Evans has never done a single thing to me. That's amazing. She's probably a perfectly nice person out here living her life. I know. She, I think I know she's kind of conservative, but well, you never know. Get a girl who can do both. Speaking of doing both, it's time to get raw. <laughs> I am so proud of you that you that you said it. Thank you. It feels good. I feel seen. I want to validate your experiences. Number one contenders match women's woo, woo. situation: Bailey, Bailey versus Alexa. Little angry Alexa. Any surprises for you in this match? You know what? Actually, I think it was a little surprising for me. I, I guess I thought Bailey was the obvious choice here, and I'm not sad that she wasn't because I really like Alexa. But okay, it's a little surprised. What about I you? I thought what Alexa do you think? was going to be pretty obvious. 
okay. I'm just convinced they're going to stick Bele to do something else with somebody else. Like, they're saving her for something else. No, I can see that. I can totally see it. And like, That's my theory. I thought it was interesting that we had, like, everybody in the world coming out for this match. Like... Yeah, Becky comes out to even the odds, and then Bianca's just like, "Hey, I'm really cute, and I'm here to watch." You know, with her tinfoil boots. Yes, she had total space boots on. It was magical. I feel like if they ever made a professional wrestling Barbie doll, (gasps) that like Bianca Belair would be the model for that Barbie doll, and I mean that a hundred percent as a compliment because I think she's just like adorable. That would be so great. That's one thing I love about her is like, I was thinking about this, and I know this isn't going to come out very well formed but like she's extremely like muscular Mm -hmm. very fit and so often what has been the case in wrestling when women are like that jacked they kind of like try to make them into like I don't know I don't know what I'm going for just kind of like What is the word? Like, they kind of try to make them less, like, feminine presenting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, like mm-hmm. you've got to be more like a dude, you know, because you're yeah. big like a dude. And, like, what I love about Bianca is that she wears these, like, adorable, quote-unquote, girly things. And she's jacked. And it's, like, I think that's a really nice juxtaposition to see, like, you can be any shape and size and any like physique yeah and still present how you want to present no I think that's really nice I like that because I feel like in the past there was kind of and I mean the way back past there was kind of this tension between like you could be sexy or you could be big and scary and those are your choices thank you yes like but there was also this weird tension that you had to try to be sexy while being big and scary like i'm thinking about yep. china like yeah you've got to be hot and sexy but let's admit it nobody really thinks you're hot and sexy because you're also big have big shoulders you know mm-hmm. and i i feel like now we've got a, a little more gender flexibility in the ladies division and it's it's nice and i was thinking about jacqueline too back Jesus. in the day who was like a really beautiful woman but was always presented as like she's tough she's mean she's scary and it's like well you know she could be a lot of things yeah and yeah, and if they're like tiny woman, then they could be tough and mean and scary, but they're also teeny tiny. Mm-hmm. And isn't that cute? Yeah. So fresh. So, uh, yes, Bianca looked amazing. Eo and Dakota came out. Becky rounded them up and booted them. She sure did. Um, and then we saw Alexa have this like really weird moment right at the end of the match. Yeah. Where, like, the little moth thing flashed and, like, she kind of went into, like, spaced out hypnotized mode and, like, went to pull the Bray Wyatt move. What's that called? The mother? No. What is it? You know the one where he, like, kisses him? Is it a reference to Sister Abigail? Sister Abigail. Thank you. Yeah. Is that the move? I don't know. I well, you said it was mother or something, so I was just guessing. But no, I have no, no idea. I don't know what it is. That makes sense. It's like he kisses them on the head and then flips them over and they die or whatever. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It looked like she was going to do that. Yeah. I, I thought that was a great moment because I thought she, like her expression changes are really good. Like she yeah. played it off really well. 
So yeah, she looked so sad when she like came back into I know. focus. I felt really sad for her. You, she was not in a blissful trance when that happened. No, I think she's going to be mind controlled. I think she's too. I think I'm more interested in her than I am in Bray now. Yeah, maybe she could talk about her feelings for a minute. I'd love to hear her talk about her feelings. We don't hear from I Alexa enough. Yeah. yeah. I agree. So I think because Bailey didn't win this, right? So now Alexa's going to face Bianca. Yes. Bailey fights Becky? Question it mark? Seems, seems like we're headed in that direction. I think so, too. And then Charlotte's coming back at the Rumble. That's what I, I'm still saying. That's what's happening. Um, if we say it, we can will it into existence. That's the power of positive thinking. Although I had a thought last on Raw when they were talking about the the February pay-per-view, I think. Yeah, the, it's called. I can't remember what it's called. Um, they're like in the Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina, which is where they always said Charlotte came from. Right. They said she's from the Queen City. Yeah. Isn't that an NXT pay-per-view, though? Oh, is it you know what i'm gonna it try to be. do some google foo it could be i've had a very tired week so <laughs> my brain notes might not be very on the spot you might be right because i had never heard of it and i was like i don't know what that pay-per-view Let's is see. boy i remember it just reminded me like are they giving us clues is charlotte coming back at this pay-per-view mm, but i feel yeah, like queen city I... can mean a lot of things I am looking here, and I'm not... Like Capital City, I think. Not doing the best job. What do we have? That's okay. I can't remember what it's called. Vengeance Day. Yep. Okay, so there's <laughs> there's actually... There's Vengeance two... Day. There's going to be two February pay-per-views, and February 4th is the one that you were talking about. It was going to be Vengeance Day, which is an NXT pay-per-view that will be in Charlotte, North Carolina. And then on the 18th, we've got Elimination Chamber, or as I like to call it, the Space Toilet Match, because I absolutely think those pods look like Space Toilet. <laughs> they do. Okay. Always have, always will. Okay. So, yeah, you're seeing Bailey with Becky? I mean, I think that's going to go on for at least a while, right? Like, they're kind of up in each other's business, so. Yeah. And I like it. I'm into it. I have to say I found it really interesting when... When Bailey was when Bailey was fighting Asuka, some of it like Bailey looked kind of inept. Like she didn't look like Bailey wrestling. But then when Becky came out, I think it was Becky. Or no, Bianca, sorry, when she got in like Bianca's face, like uh, <coughs> excuse me, outside the ring, she seemed much more like Bailey then. Like hmm. she, like she had more confidence and she, it felt more like she had found her footing. Interesting. I don't know. I don't, it was you know, strange. I don't, I don't think I picked up on that, but that's interesting. I mean, I don't know that it's anything necessarily like noteworthy, but it 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 did jump out to me that I felt like I was watching two different wrestling attitudes. You know, maybe, from Bailey in that match. Maybe Alexa's terrible Bray Wyattish influence is like casting a spell on Bailey. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anything else you want to say about that match? Just that I am really glad that Alexa survived that uh, Hurricane Rana where she stumbled on the top rope. I was so scared for her when she landed. Dude, 
I don't know how they do half the shit they do. I feel like watching wrestling is accepting that someday you may see someone that you're invested in as a performer die in front of you. And I don't want to see Alexa Bliss break her neck. I was just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, poor Alexa. But she seemed fine. She shook it off. So good for Mm -hmm. her. Yeah, like when they played the clip of Big E getting like whatever flipped and he broke his neck. Like, yeah. And I don't ever want to see that. <laughs> and I, I know that like mistakes and injuries are just part of that job, right? Like if you do these yeah. kind of high risk things, 200 or more nights a year, like, yeah, you're going to slip on the top rope and somebody's going to drop you. But, oh, it's scary. It is very scary. But that was it for me. Well, let's jump ahead. Six man tag. Six man tag. The Jujement Day versus Street Profits and Akira Tozawa. Mm-hmm. Wherein we get a new nickname for my favorite wrestler, Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> Caliente. I, uh, I, I know it is vetoed by me. Mm-hmm. We're not going to use it. It's <laughs> Corey Graves is committed. Corey Graves is committed. He is like, he drank the Kool-Aid, you know? I just really love all the shit he's taking. Like, he's just taking the piss on on Dominic Mysterio so much. And it's just like, it's, like, it feels really (laughs) mean-spirited. It does feel really mean-spirited. But he's calling him Caliente now. I I don't approve of that, but. So, I noticed during the match, there was, like, a moment. I feel like. Dominic always looks a little bit lost. Like he doesn't yeah. quite know what's happening or what he should be doing. Like I you know, like when he has to be kind of the agent. When he's like selling moves, I think he does a really good job, but yep. when he needs to be like making decisions and doing things, he always looks just like a little off to me. Yeah. No, I I can feel that. I mean, I think that's why they're keeping him out of the ring for a lot of this stuff. You know, like he has these very brief appearances. Mm-hmm. And then he pops out. And I think it's for the best. But yeah, yeah like I, I feel that too. Yeah. So I, I thought this match was kind of interesting. I mean, I like Street Profits. Yes. I don't love all the red cups that get shot out when they come out. Because I'm like, that's so wasteful. It is wasteful. I agree with you. Um, And Akira Tozawa is fun. Because he like screams a lot and does crazy things. But... I, I don't know. There hasn't been a lot of, like, Judgment Day stuff happening. I know. I feel like they're in a little bit of a holding pattern right now, you know? Yeah. Um. I mean, there were things I really, I really enjoyed this match. I thought that it was a kind of, like, real Damien Priest showcase. Like, we saw a lot of Damien Priest doing really athletic, cool things. Yes. Which, I, I mean, I like Damien Priest, but I feel like every time I see him get a match like this where he kind of gets to be the star, I like him a little more. Yeah, I agree. I, He's cool. I do think, though, that South of Heaven is a really dumb name for a move because, buddy, everything is South of Heaven. Literally everything in the world is South of Heaven. Just call it... Is he trying to go for something hellish? I think so, Just call it hellish. Yes. Just be like, it is is hell. This is hell. This move is hell. Although maybe they're not allowed to say that because they call Sami Zayn's kick thing the haluva kick instead of a hell of a kick maybe he could call it like the up and heck (laughs) 
the Heckfire kick. Heckfire kick. I um I also thought that Akira Tozawa's dive out of the ring was like terrifying. Like that terrifying. dude just went head first. Those suicide dives are nuts. Like they are so aptly named. And I just nuts. wonder like the timing that needs to happen, the absolute like awareness that everybody needs to be having, like the person out of the ring who's supposed to break the fault. Like it's just so yeah. If you like hesitate or shift like fraction in one direction, you could just like completely destroy someone's life. <laughs> it would be so easy. Yeah, it's I feel like one thing that I have to remind myself a lot is even the wrestlers that I think aren't very good and I'm not that excited by like, man, they're all doing a lot to keep each other safe. You know, like, yes, careless yeah. things happen. But for the most part, people are doing a lot to keep each other safe. Yeah. I, I appreciate I that. agree. I, I think that takes so much coordination and effort. And like really knowing your shit. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say about this match? I didn't really have much. No, just that I, I really liked it. I'm always happy to see all of these people. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And you love Caliente Mysterio? I do not love Caliente <laughs> Mysterio. And I am prepared to say no mas on that subject. <laughs> um... Well, next we got to see some of our favorite pair, Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis. These guys. They had the best time handing out t-shirts, all kinds of shit. He just like threw another huge chunk of money into the crowd. Like, I had a moment though. So like when you know they're coming down the mm -hmm. um, walkway ramp. Jeez, ramp wouldn't come to me. And there's like those people that are on the sides of the ramp, you know, in that area. And they're always yeah. like giving mostly kids like Loomis does a really good job of targeting kids with that and giving them stuff. I like I always have this like kind of jealous reaction. where I'm like, those people don't deserve those things <laughs> because they had the money to buy those fucking tickets in the expensive area. Give the T-shirts up in the nosebleeds where the people had to scrape together 30 bucks to go to the show. Absolutely. Like those kids already have designer bags like the one that the money came <laughs> in. So they don't need any more treats. It's my hot take. <laughs> and then he had a t-shirt cannon from which he shot a t-shirt and that was the end of it. Maybe he was intimidated by the force of a t-shirt cannon. It might be. I'd be afraid <laughs> to shoot one of those things. Amiz shows up, which was hilarious. As he does. And what happens? A ladder match. Well, a ladder match is coming. It's on the way. We're not going to get it today. Next week. Delayed gratification. I guess it's, yeah, next Monday. Mm-hmm. I am um, very excited about this. I always love a ladder match. I love when there's a bit. They've got to retrieve the money. Yes. An important question came to me, though, during this, and mm -hmm. I have to ask you. So, you know, when everybody was saying that he had, like, tiny balls, and the Miz like, my balls are massive. Yes. Which is like a t-shirt that he has. I missed this in like Patriarchy 101, but like, why is having big balls a good thing? I think that's a great question because if I, I think if you ask, I mean, I can't speak for men who are attracted to men, but I think if you ask a lot of women who are attracted to men, like the top three most attractive things about their partner's body, massive testicles is probably not going to come up. I know. <laughs> like, know, like, no thanks. <laughs> like, it's also, fine, but like, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to be excited about like elephantitis of the nuts. And it seems inconvenient, right? Like, 
not comfortable. Uncomfortable. I don't like. Have is it something any. about virility? Like maybe, like you know, you're you're ready to get out there and make some babies. I have got no a whole idea. Fuck ton of sperm up in there. I don't understand what's happening. I, That's one of the most upsetting things that you have <laughs> ever said on this podcast. <laughs> and we're only on episode fourteen. Ah, and the fact that it was preceded by Dexter Loomis is really good at targeting kids. I mean, this has just been a really fascinating episode. <laughs> Well, you talked about grooming earlier, so. I did. I did. No, I don't. I mean, I guess it's got to be a virility thing, right? Like a masculinity thing, but I don't understand it at all. Okay. I it's think having so regular sized balls is fine. It's like, what a weird thing. <laughs> the Miz needs to calm down. I I feel like, is that like saying like my tits are huge? Like, like that's a, like a badge of honor? But I feel like you would never see a woman out in a t-shirt that says, I have enormous breasts. I would respect the hell out of a woman who did that, especially if she did not. But I just, like, don't understand. My ovaries are gigantic. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we'll make that a t-shirt someday. Wrestling is for girls. My ovaries are gigantic. Gigantic. (laughs) Anything else you'd like to cover about Johnny and Loomis? No, just that I don't I don't really think Dexter was ever that hard up financially. Like it doesn't seem like he even knows what money is. That's what so. I can't figure out. Like, <laughs> is he just like blissfully unaware of everything, or is he just like, Yeah, I'm a good dude, I'll go along with it. Like he's got a family at home. They're like, Please stop giving away the money. We need it for little Timmy's cancer treatment. And he's just like, A dollar for you, a dollar for you. <laughs> they would like to go to college someday, Dexter, please. They want a better life than being hired as the Mrs. Paid assassin one day. They have the cold, dead eyes of a serial killer like their father. <laughs> How far do you think they're going to get? Not far. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was it for me, though. Okay. Jumping ahead a little bit again, mm-hmm. we had Elias. And Elias was doing a tribute concert. <laughs> Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's not dead, Elias. <laughs> it's like the first time I think we've actually heard Elias get to sing like extended amounts of time. Like usually yeah. he's interrupted right away. And it was funny because it's not a song he even wrote. I Okay, can we like talk this through though? Like it's sure. obvious that he wrote the like in character. It's obvious that he wrote the song. And said that Matt yeah. Riddle wrote it about him. But, like, dude, you don't even like Matt Riddle. I know. That was the weird thing. I was like, you kind of were not on board with this. Like, you're not even nice to him. I just, like, get Matt Riddle's name out of your mouth, Elias. Get those Let hot dog live. legs out of your mouth. Oh. Oh. You got to find a new <laughs> co-host. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so, I really want Ezekiel... <laughs> and Damien Sandow <laughs> to have some bits together. I want them both to return and Damien could re- revise being Mrs. Stunt Double, which was like probably the greatest that was gimmick great. I have ever seen. Pretty great. I also like, I missed this, so I don't know what the backstory is, but what the hell did Ezekiel do to Kevin Owens? I don't, I missed it too. He must have really beaten him up or something. Now, you might think that I could have looked this up before coming to record tonight. No, but but no, I just thought maybe you would know. We don't do- I never look anything up before I talk <laughs> ask you questions. 
I'm just like, Abigail will know, and if not, whatever, doesn't matter. Then nobody knows. <laughs> suck the knowledge out of the world and keep it. Uh, no, I'm, I don't know. I haven't looked it up. I don't care enough, I guess. Like, yes. I like how mad K.O. is about it. <laughs> and that's enough for me. I can just accept his anger. So frustrated that, like, one, Elias will not admit that Ezekiel isn't a real person. I mean, that would be maddening. It would be. Right. I, mean, I love that it's just Elias without a beard. Like, that's amazing. I mean, like, if I showed up here and was like, oh, no, I'm Jazzy R. Abigail's twin sister. Rabigail. <laughs> I'm Rabigail. I mean, like, you would not be into that, so. Rabigail. <laughs> maybe you totally maybe you and Rabigail will be better friends. I have no idea. I don't think that's possible. Wow. Uh solo interrupts the solo. I've never <laughs> that's delightful. <laughs> I have never <laughs> been so happy to see Solo Sokoa in my life, and I'm usually pretty happy to see Solo Sokoa. He uh came in and did some destroying. Yeah, he did. Do you think the hardest material to wrestle in is jeans? I think it's got to be uncomfortable. Like, I don't know how these dudes wrestle in jeans. Like, I'm pretty sure there's no way Ellie and I could wrestle in the jeans he had on. Uh, these guys are like Dusty Dinkelman from Just Friends. They ski in their jeans. <laughs> Dinkelman. Dinkelman. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's got to be <laughs> uncomfortable. Like, they're digging in and they're chafing. No. Yeah, it sounds awful. I was just trying to think, like, Maybe Scarlet's like cat suit might be kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Because of like be ripping sticky. issues. Mm-hmm. You know, like Catwoman and Batman Returns, she had that problem with the suit ri- ripping constantly. Mm-hmm. But I feel like jeans would be really tough. Yeah. I would not advocate for that as a choice. So KO comes out and saves the Deo. Yeah, but he waited until Elias was like at least three quarters of the way to dead. Yeah. I mean. He didn't want to be too much of a hero. He didn't want to look, seem like he liked him. No, he hates Elias, but he hates these dudes more. I loved when Elias was like <laughs> thanking him at the end or whatever, and then he just beat up Elias. I mean, I, I feel like this, this really illustrates so why the stunner is such a good move for heels, because you can just be like turning away after shaking hands yep. and kissing babies and then stunner. So yeah, it's, it's a great, great move. Pretty great. I really liked that whole whole situation solo continues his journey of like crafting this like badass destroyer persona Mm -hmm. which maybe on friday whenever is it friday yeah when when roman reigns returns maybe something will happen there i don't i don't want to see solo beat up sammy I, I really oh man, I didn't even think of that. Oh. I'm just I'm set on this, and it's probably not going to happen. But now it feels so real to me that I can't move on. I am filled with dread now, like that. Oh my gosh, can you? Oh my gosh, and the only successful, that's totally possible. The only successful predictions I ever make are for really terrible things that no one wants. Oh man, I'm extra invested now. Yeah. yeah okay. Let's see. All right, well, should we talk about Asuka and Ripley? Rhea Ripley? Yes, let's talk about something happy. <laughs> um, highlights. Corey Graves referring to Caliente Mysterio by quoting En Vogue slash salt and Peppa, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. Absolutely not acceptable. Like, 
this is a grave misuse of that song. You are on notice, Graves, and not just because you came to work dressed like a sleazy professor. Like I so think many you mean a Graves misuse. <laughs> he did look so gross. I had a note. I was like, last week Corey was doing fine. This week, uh, hell no. We're not going 1970s turtleneck with blazer. I hate that look. Like, was he cosplaying as Damien Sandow? What was happening there? I, uh, I hated it. So there was a lot of upsetting moments, like, because of this match for me. Uh, the continued use of Caliente, of course. So um, Asuka again hoses down Dominic with her poison. I still am dying to know where she keeps that. <laughs> Someplace private. It's <laughs> It's so... I love when she uses it. I love it so much. What I hated was Dominic saying mommy after he got the spray in his eyes. I wanted to die. Sometimes a boy needs his mommy. Okay. It was so gross and he so upsetting. He needed his mommy to take very special care of him. <laughs> Oscar seemed pretty outmatched. Yeah, you know, I felt like this was a better back and forth for me. I didn't feel like she was wildly okay. outmatched or anything, but... I think as long as Rhea is like just this absolute machine of the women's division, you're not going to mm -hmm. see a lot of people put up their biggest and best fight against her, you know? Yeah. I enjoyed the match, though. I mean, I love Asuka. And they made they commented on how she's like more toned down, like she didn't have her makeup on. Yeah. And I, do you think that means anything? I think maybe she's going to go through like a little gimmick transition. Not like she's going to maybe wildly change who she is, but because she posted some old pictures of herself on her Instagram with like this weird clown makeup. And like, so I, I feel like she's maybe just doing a little like visual mix up. Oh, okay. You know? All right. I'm I hope she doesn't start wearing a full face of clown makeup, but <laughs> she's gone to the Jeff Hardy school of wrestling makeup. Uh, that is not an institution <laughs> you want to graduate from. Uh, I was just so, he's so cute. And just to do that to his face, I was just like, what are you doing, Jeff? Stop it. Heartbreaking. Stop it. Um, <laughs> so then like after the match, we see, we get this backstage moment, right? Where Dominic's with the medics and like, yeah, really Rhea's sweet. screaming at the medic to help. And <laughs> Damien's just like, okay, dude, you need to relax. So, like, the support he was getting from them was delightful. Like, Finn is like, go to your happy place, buddy. I know it's painful. Like, you know, really helpful, really sweet. And I wrote this down because it amazed me. Damien Priest says, something else could burn worse. <laughs> it's like, you fucking like, meathead. Are you talking about the clap? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> that was oh delightful. Oh, my gosh. It was, it was really wonderful. I... I mean, I said this last week, and I'll say it again. When we started this, I was like, oh, they have no use for him. They're going to turn on him, and it's going to be a joke the whole time. I no longer believe that. I think they love him. I think Maybe he he's is... baby wrestling. Yeah, he's baby wrestling, and, like, they're supporting <laughs> mommy's boy, you know? Oh, my God. All I could think during this, they were like, you know, help him. I'm just like, shouldn't there be an eyewash station here? Like, isn't that OSHA required? <laughs> Like, this should just be available. It should be a first aid kit of some kind. But instead, we have a harried medic and, like, two men and a Caliente baby. As just ever, I try to, to inject out. some sort of logic into wrestling. And it's yeah. like, why? 
Just stop. The rules of OSHA and logic do not apply here. Shall we move on? Yes. Yes, we shall. Our to I- one of we my will favorite. cleanse our eyes from uh, this segment. Ugh. Mommy, clean my eyes. It's time for Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> now, Dolph's cutting this, you know, classic promo about how you've got to be, you got to work harder for the the, the uh, United States Championship. Yes. That, you know, you can't just come up and take it. And so as I'm listening to this, I'm making notes about Dolph Ziggler along with our Twilight theme oh, no. last week. Like, who's yes. Dolph Ziggler and all this? Now... At first, I was like, maybe he's Eric in the quest for Bella, because it's just like the way he was grossing me out, because I was like, I could totally hear Dolph Ziggler saying, La Push. It's La but, Push, and then I was like, no, maybe he's Jake. And then earlier today, earlier today, I was washing my hands, and I was like, <laughs> oh my God, Dolph Ziggler is Charlie Swan. <gasps> dun, dun, dun! I know, this is a serious claim to make because Charlie Swan is the best character in Twilight. But he's also like the one he's like, you can't just come up and take my daughter. Yes, it's you know, true. You've got to understand what any of this means. And like, I'm just, I just feel like he's really like trying to explain the worth of Bella Swan and no one's really listening. They're just grabbing at her. No, I, I love this because everyone else is trying to take Bella to prom. And Dolph is trying to ensure that Bella does not go to prom, but it's, she absolutely has to, that she is respected and protection is used. Exactly. Amazing. I love it. So I was feeling really good about that. <laughs> you should feel really good about that. That's delightful. Uh, Dolph Ziggler and Charlie Swan. Charlie <laughs> Swan, definitely cuter. Yeah. Than Dolph Ziggler, but that's not his fault. No, it's not. We can't all be Charlie Swan. Maybe he'll grow a mustache. I mean, oh god! I think it would make things much worse aesthetically. It'd be like a Dexter Loomis mustache. Oh yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to mention that that little bit. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I wondered why he was reporting live from the set of a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. I'm like, <laughs> are you in the boiler room? What is happening right now? How did was you he get also in trying here? to be in Reservoir Dogs? Maybe, maybe. I mean, he definitely had that look down. He's like Mr. Teal or something of the newest Reservoir Dog. (laughs) I also, this is really mean, but like, he's talking about how he knows what it's like. He knows what it's like. It's like, Dolph, you hardly know what it's like. You were champion for six minutes 40 years ago. You don't know what it's like. I know it hurts, (laughs) but like, let's, you know, like, let me talk to you, Dolph Ziggler. I... How did you get in here? Like, what? who let you in and why did they decide to give you camera time to talk about this? There's already 400 dudes in the U.S. title picture. There is not any more room for dudes in the U.S. title picture. Well, and Bella certainly doesn't want to get stuck with Charlie. So. No, she wants to go to prom. <laughs> I mean, this is this is like we used this quote, I think, a couple weeks ago. There's too many dicks on the dance floor. Yeah. We do not need any more. Dolph, go home. You're drunk. I just want I just want it to turn into the Royal Rumble for the United States. <laughs> okay, I changed my mind. Yes, there should be at least 14 more dudes in the title picture. It's going to be a Royal Rumble Iron Man War Games cage match where yes. 78 dudes, <laughs> one belt, five cages. 
spikes shooting up from the floor. A chainsaw, but just one chainsaw suspended over the ring and turned on at all times. <laughs> Swinging wildly. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Leatherface is in there somewhere. <sighs> I love it. Um, so that brings us to the last match of the night, which yes. is the number one contender match for Bella Swan slash the <laughs> United States Championship. <laughs> Who's going to take Bella to prom? Baba Lashley and Seth Rollins. And uh, Seth is wearing the diner from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> He's the Max. He is the Max. Like, his aesthetic is the interior of the Max. <laughs> when I wake up in the morning. That'd be amazing. <laughs> like, just for when he wears those pants, Saved yeah. by the Bell theme song plays. Uh, that would be really incredible. And for some reason, Tiffany Amber Thiessen is there. <laughs> when isn't she there? It's true. She's, She's always, always there us. in our hearts. <laughs> I I didn't have a lot to say about this match because it's like standard, you know, good wrestling match. Um, I feel like there were a couple moments like Seth wins after a weird pedigree, quote unquote. Like it didn't look like he actually touched Bobby Lashley. Like Bobby tried to spear him again and then it was like kind of a pedigree. But during the match, like, they keep cutting to Austin Theory, you know, standing there watching the match. And, like, Austin Theory is not the only wrestler ever to have done this, right? Like, he, they love to cut to someone yes. backstage watching the wrestling match. And it's always so – they always stand so uncomfortably close to the television. And they have to look like they're really interested and they're reacting to it. And it's just so uncomfortable. Like, I hate that cutaway. Every time I see a wrestler standing that close to a TV screen, I expect my mom to enter the scene and be like, if you stand that close to the TV, you are going to go blind. Do you want to be blind? You're going to hurt your eyes. If you can't, if you keep getting that close to the TV, I'm going to turn it off. And uh, he should be afraid because my mom will turn it off. So (laughs) where did that come from? Like, where did that come from? People were that close to newspapers and reading and their eyes didn't die. I don't understand. Like. I think you can file that under shit boomers believe. So Seth Rollins will be facing Austin Theory again to see who gets to take Bella to prom. Yeah. Do we suspect shenanigans? I mean, there's all these side players that are like, this is happening. But like, meanwhile, the actual storyline is like Seth Rollins is going to wrestle Austin Theory. So like, what are these side bros doing? It's very interesting, right? Because I really thought that that they might just eject Seth from the storyline and move him on to other things. Yeah. Especially when Bobby Lashley no-sold the curb stomp. Yeah, I was really surprised. I thought he was going to win the match. And I I actually kind of like I'm not a big fan of people blowing up other people's moves like that, but I kind of mm-hmm. liked it. I was like, "Yeah, Bobby, you you can do it." Yeah. So I I thought one thing was going to happen and then another thing happened and I'm just like I feel so in the weeds on this like I'm very interested I'm willing to keep watching but there are literally like just it's a cast of thousands maybe you're just like Jasper Hale <laughs> yeah I'm just really watching everything with confused. a confused look on your face and I'm trying not to eat my pretend brother's girlfriend I am just a boy standing in front of a girl trying not to rip her jugular out <laughs> damn it's 
I can't make heads or tails of this. The whole thing's very convoluted. And like you said, they just keep throwing in new wrestlers. Like, I don't, I don't understand what the end game is. Like, is this just going to be an ongoing thing for a long time because there's nothing else happening on Raw? That doesn't make sense to me because there's other stuff happening. Yes. And then, like, you know, poor Bobby Lashley gets, like, fucking fired. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what, what is, I mean, I know I was saying there are too many people here, but I don't think the solution is just firing Bobby Lashley. Um, yeah. Side note, when that happened, that extremely long swear beep was oh, amazing. I see that. So, oh my gosh, why can't I remember the name of the man who fired him? Adam Pierce? Adam Pierce. When they're like tangling and then like Adam Pierce just swears, but it's like, for like a good two minutes i was like oh my goodness that was a mega swear that was like a pokemon <laughs> evolution of swear it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger i totally missed that swear that's i'm very di- disappointed in myself yeah so bobby's fired i totally forgot about that yeah so bobby's I guess fired one less contender for bella swan's heart <laughs> it's like we're sorry jacob but you will not be taking bella swan to prom you can, however, have this shitty motorcycle to work on. <laughs> like, you know, the runner-up prizes are never as good as... as I mean, that's okay. Jacob's going to turn into a wolf soon, so he's got other things on his mind. And fall in love with a fetus. Oh, God. Let's hope that's not Bobby Lashley's future. <laughs> he deserves so much better. <laughs> he really does. Oh, God. Ugh. Okay. So what's going to happen to Bobby Lashley? I mean... Maybe we're going to sort of like fridge Bobby Lashley for a little while okay. and we're going to bring him back with a new purpose. He's kind of a new guy. I mean, that's all I can imagine unless he just keeps showing up and screwing up these matches. Like I'll never let Bella go, you know? Yeah. I wasn't sure if they were just going to do something next week where it's like, okay, we'll let you back. But you know, what if next week's show opens with dad and Adam Pierce, and he's like, you know you can't actually fire anybody, right? I would love that. We don't get enough dad. I know. And I, I get that, like, for his health, it's for the best that dad is not in a rigorous on-camera role, but, you know. Like he really is that, it's that rough? I don't know. I mean, do it as a pacemaker, I think. So, and I know you can Oof. probably live a wonderful full life with a pacemaker, but I hope he's taking it a little easy. In little. Yeah, I hope so, too. Um... But yeah, like I just want a segment where he's like, and it's like, you know, it's filmed like they don't know it's being filmed. He's like, Adam, you actually don't have hiring and firing authority. You you can't just fire people. Why not? (laughs) Just this one? Like, no, buddy, I'm sorry. Like, I mean, if I let you fire this one, where does it end? You know, uh, Seth is always asking me if he can fire people and I have to say no to him, too. So Adam Pierce is Emmett Cullen. (laughs) Bulky and unnecessary. Yeah. I enjoy Emmett. But yeah, I, I'm interested to see where this goes because who knows what's going to happen with Bobby Lashley. Poor dude. Like, he's kind of had this push, and now are they just going to be like, okay, bye. Yeah, I, I hope that there's going to be like a twist here. So that's my hope for Bobby. Okay. Well, I hope so too. Anything else you want to talk about in this here match? No, I, I think that's it for me for uh, this okay. here match and this here show. All right. You didn't. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about tonight? I have several items of wrestling news about which I am dying to tell you. Oh my gosh. Okay. 
Um, Go for so it. as you know, I never do my homework. This is a continuing trend from when I was first assigned homework in the third grade until today. And um, I actually did my homework this week. So okay, I want to start with a phrase I think I will probably never say on this podcast ever again. Okay. Via the Washington Post. Wow. Yeah. So um, the Washington Post recently did this article about this sort of never-ending search for classified documents among Donald Trump's possessions, right? And this involved Donald Trump's lawyers being sent by, you know, Trump Org, I believe, to dig through a storage unit in West Palm Beach, where they did okay. find some more classified documents, but that's not important for our purposes. Who cares about national security? Do you okay. know what else they found in that storage unit? No. Wrestling belts. I was, okay, so I was going to guess like autographs or something. Why does he have, he, like he snatched titles and just like kept I, them? I mean, I'm guessing Vince gave them to him. I have no idea. I mean, you know, he he was on a pay-per-view years back so but the quote from the article is it was suits and swords and wrestling belts and all sorts of things this person said and that's a person with knowledge of the situation to my knowledge he has never even been to that storage unit (laughs) so our former president has a neglected west palm beach storage unit where he keeps wrestling memorabilia i'm just curious like who decided to store all those things in that storage unit Maybe Melania was like sick of the shit. Swords, belts, Mm -hmm. classified documents. (laughs) It's a real hodgepodge. When I'm packing up my random stuff, I throw all of my weapons and my sports memorabilia and all the things I've stolen from the federal government all in one box. I mean, it makes sense, right? So yeah, that is uh, that's the Trump wrestling news of the week. Um. But then there were also just a couple other things that I am going to skim through a couple of them. Um, per WrestleTalk news, I saw that Vince McMahon has been telling people he intends to return to WWE. What? Why? No. Yeah, that that was exactly what I wrote down in my notes. What? Why? No. No. Absolutely no. Yeah. And apparently um, another site, E-Wrestling News, said that there are fans petitioning against this, which like, yeah, makes sense. I will sign it. Yes, I will sign it. Maybe I'll give them some money. I don't know. Like, I don't want this to happen. <laughs> Please tell dad to stop this. Like, um, dad, something not so chill happened per WrestleTalk <laughs> News. And um, that would I'll- be awful. He'll ruin everything. I mean, I feel like while dad and I are not always aligned on my creative vision, he probably supports me in this. And you too, you know, he's on our side. Things are going so much better with that a-hole gone. I know. It's like, we just, we just don't need him back. I feel like all the women are probably just like shaking in their boots quite literally because he might come back. Like, why? Why would we have to do this? He's not going to have changed. No, it's not like he's going to be like, you know, after watching the product and seeing the ratings and the critical reception, I really get it. It was time for a new vision. And I'm also going to like behave myself and act like a decent person. That's not going to happen. No, it's not. That's and awful. I, mean, I hope that doesn't come true. 
you know, I guess it's one of those things like Vince can say he's going to do anything, right? Like I could say that next week I'll make my return to Monday Night Raw. It does not mean <laughs> that I will make my return to Monday Night Raw. Although next week, stay tuned when Jazzy A makes her debut and return to Monday Night Raw. But, oh, it sent chills down my spine. I feel like if we ever get to see a wrestling show together, it's going to be our return to the wrestling show. <sighs> Absolutely. That's crazy. I don't, I don't want that. No, I, that is almost as bad as Caliente Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Okay. Um, Does the news get any better from here? Well, a lot of it's depressing, but now we're moving on into the misogyny portion of the news, if that helps. Okay. Sure. Do you ever watch uh, some more news on YouTube with this dude named Cody? He does this sort of like deep dive into the news and he has a progressive bent. And I feel like it's always depressing. And that's what I'm doing here. Like, hey, kids, you want to hear some sad bummer shit? Because I got some of that. I'm ready. So uh, from Bleacher Report, Mandy Rose has been released from her WWE contract. What? They were just advertising this big thing featuring her. Yeah. Mandy Rose has been released for posting, quote, uh, content outside the parameters of her contract on a site called Fan Time, which is like OnlyFans. Oh, dear. She posted some spicy shit. I was going to say probably some sexy time stuff. Yeah. And they just fired her? They just fired her, which, okay, I am very curious in your take on this. Because I understand that probably they sign morality clauses and all this shit. But, like, male wrestlers seem to do a lot of amoral crap. Or at least have in the past. I'm not casting aspersions on anyone in particular. but And I also feel like it's okay for WWE to profit on her body as a commodity. Yeah. But have absolutely. Forfend. Well, and, okay, Matt Riddle has been given six weeks because he was doing drugs or whatever. It's like, we need to keep our morality clause punishments consistent, I suppose. Like, let's have, I don't know. I I don't get it. I, I feel like it's also like this is something she's doing on her own. Mm -hmm. And if maybe if she was using the Mandy Rose name, She's not. She's using her real name, Mandy Sachs. So it's like she should be able to do whatever the fuck she wants. I Especially because it's like adult, paid for. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like it's it's not something like under 18 WWE fans can access. Right. Well, yeah. Well, at least, you know, she has taken steps to make sure this content should only be ab- available to legal adults. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. kids are going to get into what kids get into, but most kids don't have a credit card, so. But you're absolutely right. Like, the WWE is basically saying, like, no, we get to own your body. Mm-hmm. And when you decide not to do that, we're just going to fire you. And I think I think what you're saying about the morality clause is a very good point, and it's not because I think, like, I want Matt Riddle to get six weeks to go to rehab, right? That's what we yes. want for him. Yes. And I know that's I know that's what you mean, too. And, like, I also want that same kind of like understanding for people who are women. Mm -hmm. Like at the end of the day, Mandy Rose is not hurting anyone. No, she's just selling a product that they wanted to think they owned. And that product is her boobs. I mean, that's even like if we want to talk about like danger factor, hers is even less so than someone who might be doing some drugs that they shouldn't be doing when they're interacting 
physically with other people whose lives could be on the line. Right. Mandy Rose is not going to get topless and break someone's neck in the ring. <laughs> Although that would like, be a no hell of a show. <laughs> no one's going to get their neck broken by watching Mandy Moore. Do Mandy Moore? <laughs> Mandy Rose. Sorry, Mandy Moore. Watching Mandy Rose do whatever it is she's doing on this thing. I just, it is very gross and double standardy. Yeah, it it really bothered me. And it's it's a wonderful transition into my next bit of highly sexist wrestling news. Ooh. So this one doesn't involve any company uh, punishments or anything like that. But via Wrestling Inc., I today learned that Mia Yim has had a great deal of drama with her Twitter account and ended up deleting it. Uh-oh. So Mia Yim posted kind of a cute photo of her and Austin Theory. Um, I think if you Google Mia Yim Austin Theory Twitter, it will be the first image that comes up. Okay, let's see. Mia Yim Austin Theory photo. Um, it's a backstage photo apparently, right? Mm-hmm. Is this where she, he's like holding her up? Yep, and he's got some yogurt in his hand for whatever reason. Oh my god, that's amazing! And she's got a little bandana on her face. Yes. Okay. It it made me like Austin Theory for the first time because I thought it was a cute picture. Yeah, it's, he like it's likable. So apparently, um, people came for Mia Yim on Twitter, basically accusing her of being adulterous and inappropriate. And whatnot. And it was so intense that she deleted her Twitter account. Oh, my God. Wrestling fans, you have got to get it together. You've got to stop acting like these women are your property. That's so insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like adulterous. So Mia Yim is, do you remember remember Keith Lee? No. No. So Keith Lee was a WWE wrestler for a while. He was on NXT for most of his time there. And now he's in AEW. He's really great. I think you would really like Keith Lee. Okay. Um, And they got married last year, a couple years ago. Okay. So yeah, a lot of commentary of like, you know, you shouldn't be doing this when you're married. Men and women can't be friends. This is obviously like, you know, they're doing something. I mean, like, it's a pretty wholesome picture. It's super wholesome. Right? It's like something you do with a buddy. There's like plenty of distance between their junk if that's what you're worried about, people. Also, I think one of the best ways to tell that this is not evidence of their affair is that this was a photograph taken at work by the company they work for. While he's holding yogurt. Where this photo came from was like behind the scenes shots that WWE posted on their website. I mean, that's so insane. It's like getting torn apart for your LinkedIn headshot, you know? Get something (laughs) else to do. Yeah. Wow. So I I feel like for me, the theme of of this week's wrestling news is that wrestling is hard on women. It is. Yeah. Uh, Whether that's the fans or the company or Vince in times past, it is rough on women. Yeah. They definitely have to deal with shit that the men don't. Yeah, like, I I didn't hear anything about Austin Theory being harassed for this photo. Of course not. 
Right, because you know he. How could he help it? He's an innocent victim of Mia Yim's. He's wild just a little boy. Well, I mean, he says he's a man, but I think we've all agreed that you know maybe not yet. It's because no one takes him serious, so they're not <laughs> going to like. They won't take the photo serious. That was that but was they her take first, Mia Yim seriously. That was her first mistake was taking Austin Theory serious. Yeah, she was she was down with A Town Clown, and now it's all falling <laughs> apart for her. But uh, oh, that's so yeah. stupid. Yeah, uh, so I guess, like, as a wrestling fan, I just want to apologize to all the ladies who were hurt by professional wrestling this week and uh, say that, you know, we stand in solidarity with you. That's, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Is it all you had for news? Yeah, that that was it. Okay. I'm sorry, I don't have, like, a happy thing to... It's okay. It's okay. We're happy. We are. We're happy that you joined us this week for another episode of Wrestling is for Girls. Please remember that you can visit our website, wrestlingisforgirls.com, where you can find past episodes. And you can follow us on Twitter at WIFGirlsPod. And, of course, you can listen to us on Apple and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And until next week... Stay safe.